Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lott. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside Trey Lyle, and we've got an exciting episode for you today as we are recapping a very exciting World Baseball Classic. We have waited six years since the last World Baseball Classic for this tournament, and it did not disappoint. This has honestly been the most exciting, entertaining, energetic week of baseball that I can remember in a long time, Trey. I I just cannot believe everything that we just witnessed. Of course, Japan winning the World Baseball Classic 3-2 to over the United States on Tuesday night. A fantastic game, fantastic tournament. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun. Trey, what are your initial thoughts as we, uh, as we now look back on the 2023 WBC? I said this right before you reported. This was the best thing to happen for baseball in like two decades. Um, Eric Farland tweeted something. I quote tweeted it. Like, baseball is about to be way more entertaining. Whether you like the rule change or not, it's going to be faster. It's going to be um, – you're going to see more runs without the shift. Um, I, I think baseball is in the best place it's been. And, like it, and they did something right. By bringing this back, saying it's in 2026, and I think – you know, Manfred touched on this. There's like one correction I'd make, and you need more starting pitching from the U.S. And that's a USA baseball with MLB problem. Like, imagine like the fact that Japan rolled out Yu Darvish and Shohei Otani in the game was ultimately the reason they won. U.S. like U.S. had a good bullpen, but their starting pitching was the reason that kind of doomed them. It was the reason they lost to Mexico. It was the reason they lost to Japan. Um, it it, it was a great tournament. Those semi well. The quarterfinal against Venezuela and the semifinal between Japan and Mexico and the final were three of the most entertaining baseball games I, I watched. Um, I think we just saw the group, maybe one of the most impactful bats in the history of baseball. Like, I know that's like I, it's in the moment, but when, sh- like, the one thing, if you ask every baseball fan, it was. Sh- it was just at some point in this tournament, Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout in an at-bat. The fact you got it in the bottom of the ninth, one-run game for the championship. It was incredible. And it was a full count, and Shohei Otani lays one of the nastiest pitches you can see, a perfect slider. I, I don't think anyone, unless they got really, really lucky, would hit that pitch. and. It was incredible. It was incredible. Like, I texted people. I said, I'm pissed off at the Angels after this, like, most. Because we're not, are we going to see these guys in these moments again until 2026? Uh, I'm going a little bit long here, but it, it was incredible. I, I, I That's, like, the I always come back to. Like, it was such an incredible tournament. It was banger game after banger game after banger game. And I, I am – I am – more excited that more people are invested in the game of baseball right now going into opening day, which surprised people is next Thursday or the 30th, yeah. a week yeah, when this Thursday. comes out. Like, 
we're setting up for a, I think, a very interesting season where if baseball doesn't fumble the bag, which I think they've had their best offseason from an optics point of view in a long, long time, and uh, I think they're they're ready to uh, break it big. Yeah, uh, I mean, the like you said, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, that was the matchup everyone wanted to see going into, into this World Baseball Classic, and the fact that we got it, in that situation that you uh, that you just laid out, it was just uh, that was the dream scenario, and I can't believe that we got it with that much on the line. Um, like I said, Japan wins three to two over the U.S. to win their third World Baseball Classic championship. That is the most championships of any country. Of course, the tournament's only been going on since 2006, I believe, uh, and no other country has even won two tournaments. Japan has now won their third. Here's how last night's game shook out. Uh, Trey Turner continued his hot streak, gave the U.S. the lead in the top of the second with a solo home run, to so one to nothing USA. Bottom of the second, Munitaka Murakami homers, solo homer to tie it up one to one. Later in the inning, Lars Newbar grounded out to score a run, and that made it two to one Japan. Bottom of the fourth, Kazuma Okamoto homered a solo home run to make it three to one Japan. Top of the eighth inning, Kyle Schwarber with a solo homer to make it three to two. He hit like six and then a bat. Like, let's be fair here. If any of those went straight, he hit like six home runs and then a bat. That was incredible. It really was. Sorry. Um, so, so yeah, they made it three to two, narrows the lead. We get to the top of the ninth. Shohei Otani comes in to pitch for Japan. Mike Trout is due up third in the order. Two outs. I was just going to interject. Is this built like Otani started going to the bullpen? What the sixth inning, set fifth inning, something like that? I think it was right after his second at bat. And he kept going to the bullpen. And you sat there and you, everyone I think in America was doing math. Yeah. Everyone ever actually correct that. Everyone in the world was doing, who was watching <laughs> that game was doing the math. And it lined up perfectly. And and I think the announcer, especially Joe Davis, did it perfectly. Like, they realized, oh, this is going to happen. And they, they let the game go. But they also built to that moment where it was incredible. And sorry to interrupt, but you no, no, finish no. how the yeah, game every, went. Everyone was hoping for that for that matchup to, to happen. And just it just shook out that it did. Um, so we get to the top of the ninth. Otani's on the mound. Trout's due up third. Jeff McNeil, the nine-hole hitter for the U.S., he walks, so we get the leadoff man aboard. Everyone's going crazy for that. And then Mookie Betts grounds out into a double play. Um, so unfortunate situation there, but it makes it even more exciting that Mike Trout comes up with two outs on the board and a one-run ball game. You know, if it was the bottom of the ninth, that's the only way this could have been a more exciting matchup because th then you would have had the potential for a walk-off um, with Mike Trout at the plate, but still. Tied the game either way. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, but still, I mean, just just an incredible matchup. And, uh, you know, I, I love Mike Trout, but he went one for five in that game last night, and he struck out to to end the championship game. And he's going against Shohei Otani. I mean, it's a tough matchup, but. It is There's a no one hits. I think that was better. I don't know if that was bad, Mike Trout. I think that was better, Shohei. Like, I really do. <laughs> right? Like, I'm sitting there, and people are trying to blame Trout for going one for five in a championship game. I'm like, well, let's 
there was not a lot of hitting. Like the whole United States team went what zero for seven with runners in scoring position. Oh, they were abysmal. Like yeah, yeah. So I, the U.S. really, I think, is like looking back today, like they should have won that game. Like it, 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 it was really in the seventh. The, the U.S. lost that game in the seventh inning when they had two on, no outs, and they had the heart of the lineup up, and they decide. They, I think, was a pop-out and then a, a double play, and it ends the inning. Goldschmidt hits into that double play, and it basically ends the inning. I think, yeah, it is what it is. Like, give Shoei credit. Like, he proved he's the best player. Like, I know I put Trout I, – I put Judge 1 in our, our account, but I think Shohei proved he's the man. Like, the, the two best players in the world. Like, they are. Mike Trout had a great tournament. Like, Trey Turner, I mean, Trey Turner might have been the best player in the tournament, the way he played. Like, that, he hit more home runs in this tournament than he does, like, in a week. And, like, he had the tournament of his life. Yeah. Like, he had, the biggest hit of, he had the biggest hit of the tournament, I think. He's either that or that walk-off uh, by Japan against Mexico. Um, The kid, the 23-year-old is the two-time MVP for Japan. He's going to make it. I, I, I wonder – after watching this, because he hit the home run last night, is he going to pull a Shohei and go to baseball early and sacrifice money? Or is he going to, you know, post at, I think he could post at what, 27, something like that, and just get a big bag then. That's going to be interesting to see. I think that's like an underrated story for the next couple of years in baseball is, what's his name again? Munitaka Murakami. I can't pronounce it. But- He's 20, he was 22, hit 56 homers. Last year, he's 23 now. Otani came over when he was 23, so he could, you know, say, screw it, I'm going. And, you know, Otani basically kind of had to do, like, the rookie thing, paid a little less to go over, and now he's going to get the bag. Obviously. Or you do what the guy who just signed with the Red Sox is going to do and post and, you know, get the bag then. So he he's the next, you know – Great Japanese player to come over. But that Japan team is really good, top to bottom, great pitching. You got to give them credit. I mean, it helps you can roll out Yu Darvish and Shohei Otani. Of course. That, that really helps. Of course. That helps a lot. The The argument about U.S. pitching is definitely a valid one. Um, you know, they do need the top pitchers in the U.S. to participate in the World Baseball Classic. But last night, I don't think pitching was the problem for the U.S. because they only gave up three runs. And, you know, against against this Japan lineup, three runs is not bad. It The, the U.S. lineup yeah. just got shut down last night. And it was, I mean, the, the Japan pitchers were just too good. So overall, yeah, I'd like to see some more of the top American pitchers participate. But last night, it was the it was the U.S. lineup that that lost the game. I mean, they just got shut down. Um, like you said, they were not able to hit with runners in scoring position, and you've got to be able to do that if you're going to win a championship like that. Yeah, I think there's like obviously Bryce Harper probably participated if he was healthy. I don't know why Aaron Judge didn't participate. Like, I get they saw like they got Mookie to play right field, and maybe that's why that he's you know they just decided not to go after Judge because they knew they were going to start Mookie in right field. But you have a DH spot. I mean, you could figure it out. He's played all three positions in the outfield. I, I think you could have figured out how to get Aaron Judge in your lineup. So, I don't know. I, I think there could be – I think because they lost in the championship, they're going to get any, like, more better players. Like, 
I think they could they could there are a couple spots, you know, they had two of the four best American players on the team or no, really probably three of the four best. There's only one guy missing American players on the team and it, it would have just been cool to see Aaron Judge on there. Like that's what I thought last night. I was like, well man, if Judge was here too, it'd been incredible. But that was a great game and that was a great tournament and I'm pumped to see what it's like in 2026. Uh, my assumption is it's gonna be interesting to see who plays in that. You know, I don't know if Judge will play in that. He'll be uh, 33. 30. Yeah, he could play. He Trout, could happen. Trout's Judge. already verbally committed, so Trout's in. Yeah, and and shout to Trey Turner, the best American. He was the best American player, and that that is uh, that is correct. We're gonna give our MVP picks soon. Next next episode. You know, we always give our over-unders. We typically split them. I think we're going to do them together because uh, our schedules have been busy. And we also had the World Baseball class to talk about. So uh, we'll do that, give MVP picks. Um, so do want to talk, Trey Turner, Shoei Tani, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, all the guys, and um, the Angels. You have fumbled the bag so much. <laughs> that is, If that is not a top three takeaway from this tournament, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of ironic that you got two of the the best is players in Major League Baseball, both available? on the Angels. Starting pitcher available. Just your next recruiting pitch is just, you know, here's the thing. You ready? I'm going to give you a highlight reel. It's this guy. And, and that that is the biggest storyline this year. And it, it it was the biggest storyline coming out of it was – Sure, about a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be crazy. I think Mike Trout is going to be in purgatory. I think it's either they – I think at this point it's they both stay or they both leave. And if you're the Angels, you cannot keep Shoei Otani. You need to get seriously – and I've said this before. Trade Mike Trout because you're not going to win. You're just not. You need a you don't have a farm system, and that is the only asset you have. We could go down that road for a whole a whole There's long time. That's our clip. Yeah. I, I, I we've used it before, <laughs> but I just saying like I'm trying to get yeah. more listeners. We could we hey, could do a lot on that. I but do want to say this... thank you. You you did join the fast lane. We previewed uh, the game, yeah. so fast yeah. lane Ed Lane podcast feed. I'm hosting through well, it was Thursday the last day I host. So thanks for coming on. That was fun. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. The little Trey Lyle show. Um, what are your takeaways? I, I've kind of said mine. Like, what yeah. what are your two? <laughs> like, uh, you haven't really. I'm, I'm being I, a dick. Well, you know, sometimes it's hard to get a word in with you, but. <laughs> um, I, it was I, you're gonna have was, to edit this so much it was a really fun tournament um just the the way the world came together to watch baseball over the past two weeks you know th- it, this is never going to be the world cup the world cup is just the most popular sporting event in the world and the world baseball classic is never going to match that but the way that it did draw an audience this year the excitement of the games you know we had Dominican Republic versus Puerto Rico in pool play, which is honestly a crime that those that the DR Puerto Rico and Venezuela were all in the same pool. That was messed up. I don't, that shouldn't happen. But the fact that we got that game in pool play and pretty much everyone in those two countries was watching that game, fired up for that game. 
He had Mexico make it to the semifinals and play Japan very well. Randy Rosarena has become an icon in Mexico now. He had Cuba make it back to the semifinals. Uh, you had Czech Republic winning baseball games. Australia making it to the quarterfinals. I mean, what a crazy tournament that we just had. Italy made it to the quarterfinals as well. I mean, just such a fun tournament seeing all these different countries put out their best teams come out, play baseball for two weeks, seeing the the viewership that this tournament got. I mean, 97% of the TVs in Japan were tuned in for that at-bat between Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. 97%. That is insane. And that, first of all, that tells me that Japan might love baseball more than we do, but also that this tournament is just a really big deal to both the players that are playing in it and the fans. I mean, this tournament means a lot to everybody involved. The The TV viewership was up way up a whole lot from 2017. The attendance has nearly doubled since 2017 for the uh, for the tournament this year. It was just fantastic all around. And I can't wait for 2026. I, I don't know how they're putting the schedule together, but we only have to wait three years for the next tournament. So I'm really excited for that. Just to put in perspective, this is just the American audience. FS1 averaged 4.48 million viewers for the game. And this was on FS1, not Fox. And it was on a Tuesday night. That was higher than any Division League Series game. All but three, excuse me, Division division Series games. And it drew better than the Padres clinching the NLDS. Or the NLCS, excuse me. Yeah. It it was insane. It was also it was the third most watched broadcast last night on American television, trailing only The Voice and something on CBS, FBI. So, I mean, it was it was a huge audience for this tournament. You cannot See, argue I, against the popularity of this tournament. I read your point in there. <laughs> and Keith Olbermann needs to just shut up and stop being. Don Chris Russo needs to. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right. I mean, look, yeah. The, all right. Keith Oberman. He, he, change. Like, learn. Like, baseball needed to change to make it better. Yeah. It, uh, Keith Oberman was making points about um, the injuries in this tournament and saying that we need to get rid of it because of the injuries. Injuries can happen anytime. All right. The, the way that these players care about representing their country on the biggest stage and trying to win a championship for their country the passion that they have for this tournament let you know let them decide and they're clearly going to keep playing i just hey, it, it's a let's great tournament. talk about this I, this is our final point and i, I want to get your thoughts edwin diaz basically blew out his name that could happen to an enemy and Jose Altuve broke his wrist by getting a ball hit you know, on his hand. If he played in the Astros spring training game that day and got a 100-mile-per-hour fastball to his wrist, I bet you the same exact injury happens. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. So what's the difference between a spring training game that has no meaning whatsoever for Jose Altuve compared to him playing for Venezuela in a much meaningful game? Either of and those injuries— I guarantee you both those guys are, are saying today, 
Nah, I, I wish I didn't play. Yeah, either of those injuries. Playing in 2026. Either of those injuries could have happened in spring training. You cannot blame the World Baseball Classic for those injuries. How Edwin Diaz played. His knee would not happen in spring training, but no. he could pull out his knee in spring training. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, he he got injured celebrating their win, jumping up and down. Freak accident. You can get injured a million times in spring training, and no one's ever going to say we need to get rid of spring training. So we don't need to get rid of the World Baseball Classic. It definitely needs to stick around. And it is. That will do it for this episode of the Fallible Area Podcast. As always, rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow us, Matt Kids in the News at Trail OVT. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fallible Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foulball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.